I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Help Desk for Thursday, the 4th of February. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos has informed staff that he's stepping down from the role after 27 years running the company that he founded. In an email to staff, he said he plans to focus my energies and attention on new products and early initiatives. I use his enormous wealth to hang out with Hollywood celebs. And taking over is the current head of AWS, Amazon's cloud service, Andy Jassy. And that makes a lot of sense as AWS went from a loss leader to one of the biggest services in the world, powering a whole lot of sites that you use every day. Yeah, and uh, CNBC has a nice rundown of Andy and who he was. Uh, and they note that in September, a column in the Washington Post, which Bezos owns, called Jesse the clear heir apparent to Bezos. Yeah, and I guess it shows that Amazon is going to be a cloud company uh, going forward rather than retail or its media business having Mm. you know being being the center of the universe yeah i've heard that uh everyone on amazon's c-suite has been there for a hell of a long time like 15 years as kind of a junior role (laughs) at at that organization um Mm -hmm. and Bezos really does trust his inner circle a lot i was reading up a bunch of stories this morning about this and and they were saying that bezos had a, a a really strong bench to choose from but everyone did still assume it was going to be Andy getting the nod. I don't know how to take that focus on my energies on uh, new products. Does Do you think this means the kind of moonshot that Google dabbles in? I think so. I think he's probably going to take those, I guess, ways of working and thinking about things that, have, um, that he pioneered at Amazon, which has actually had a really big impact on corporate culture all around the world and ways of thinking and doing things. And, you know, one example would be teaching Wall Street not to expect profits and Mm. just relentlessly going after other industries. So there's this whole sort of mindset and way of thinking that I'm sure he'll be applying to other things. Also expect that he'll hopefully be giving a lot more of his money away uh, Mm. in the future as his um, ex-wife is doing a good job of. (laughs) <laughs> Indeed she is. Uh, she she holds the record for the biggest alimony payment. And God, good on her. Apparently she was very instrumental in the, the original setting up of Amazon and its moves, its pivots over the years. Moving on, uh, Microsoft's Bing is ready to step in if Google pulls search from Australia. Apparently, uh, Microsoft has jumped in onto the media code story. On Monday, ScoMo joked that he had been on the blower to Sacha Nadella to discuss Bing filling the role of search engine if Google left the market. At present, Microsoft search engine Bing only enjoys 3.7% market share in Australia compared to Google's 94%. So it's not surprising the Australian Financial Review has a story that Australians are pretty lukewarm on old Bing. 
Uh, most people don't really use it or get it. Yeah, I can't say I am a regular Bing user myself. Although the Australian does have a story about small business owners who think that Google leaving may be a blessing in disguise. Uh, so much time is devoted to SEO. And I think, you know, in this scenario, if Google leaves and Microsoft have very self-servingly offered to step in uh, and, and fill that space. It's just going to be a, a new set of SEO rules to learn. Totally. And just to be even cheekier, Microsoft has said it is happy to pay the media code, which is a very clever move because I don't think anyone's going to take Microsoft up on this offer, but it does make them look like the good guy as opposed to Google's bad guy. And we should also point out that that story from the Australian who talks to very to a bunch of people who are very optimistic of our new Bing overlords, that's running in a, in a paper that really wants uh, Google to pay them a billion dollars a year. And if you're confused exactly about why we're talking about Microsoft, and it is because the code at the moment only applies to Google and Facebook, uh, but the Microsoft president, Brad Smith, he, his statement that was released on Wednesday says, while Microsoft is not subject to the legislation currently pending, we'd be willing to live by these rules if the government designates us, which I don't know, it's just a reminder that this code is, is very weird if it's just focusing on Facebook and Google and you sort of are just back in the same spot. Uh, if mm. Google decides to leave with a lot more disruption. Yeah, it's a, it's a really odd situation to be in. But, but again, when you're talking about a market where one player has 94% of the market, um, then weird things happen. Speaking of Google, uh, Google is now giving you more information, or at least it's giving US users more information about the sites that they visit in their search results. Today, Google is adding a new menu item to virtually all search results in English in the US. The new link will provide searchers with more information about the site that they are about to visit before they click on the actual link. Clicking the hamburger-style menu icon will pop up a new info panel with additional information about the site. These include a short description of what the site is about, taken from Wikipedia when available, and some data about whether the connection to the site is secure. So do you think this might be a precursor to the explanation about ads that people have been calling for for Google? Um, like, I feel like I don't need this in Google search. Although the, the one thing that they also mention is whether this is a paid result or not, which is getting harder to tell on Google. Like They, they really hide the ads so well these days. But anyway, um, yeah, it just it feels like a lot of people have been calling for Google to add something, a drop down to ads to show you why that ad is is appearing for you. Uh, this feels like it might be a play for that yeah, or a test run. I think if you're, um, uh, I guess it's it's a good bit of media literacy to to get people used to checking their sources. Maybe mm. um, uh, what the the main thing that I've noticed about Google in the last few years is just the amount of. Uh, how much effort they've put into keeping you inside on their page and you don't actually need to click the link a lot of the mm, times. So mm. Like if you're looking for movie times, there's no need to actually go to the cinema's website. Google will just display those for you. So there's much more information sort of up front. Yeah, which is one of the issues a lot of people have with them. Uh, I hadn't even thought about that that uh, media literacy idea, but that's that's a really good one because, yeah, the, the, the amount of times I've seen the Washington Times shared Mm-hmm. on social media. And it's like, it's such a clever name because obviously it's the Washington Post squished with the New York Times, but it's a crazy right-wing nutjob <laughs> website. So uh, it always um, makes me a little 
you know, dead inside when I see the Washington Times shared in my timeline. Meanwhile, Tesla has been forced to recall 135,000 cars in the US. Uh, thanks to a bug that affects cars between t- 2012 and 2018 that causes the giant screen that functions as a dashboard to blank out. 12,000 users have reported the issue. And originally, Tesla didn't want to recall the cars. No, they argued that the, the malfunctioning dashboard was not a safety concern, despite the fact that the screen is the only way to see things like the indicators or set the defroster on the, the windscreen or even turn on the aircon, which could you know, be a life or death, situ- uh, death situation, depending on what climate you live in. Tesla's god king, Elon Musk, has decided to take a break from tweeting for a while uh, this morning. And I wonder if these two items are related. Who would know? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's made all that GameStop money. He can just chill out for a bit. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. A lot of irons in the fire. <laughs> uh, but they they did say that they're, they're not conceding that it's a safety issue, but they're just recalling the cars because they wanted to bring an ed- end to all this administrative madness. Actually, mm. that's not a direct quote. Uh, something along those lines. <laughs> it sounds like something Elon would say. <laughs> anyway, moving on, iOS 14.5 will let Apple Watch users unlock their iPhone while still wearing a mask. So this is a new service that is coming out in the latest beta of iOS and Apple Watch. Owners of both devices will now be able to unlock an iPhone with their watch without removing their mask as long as the watch is unlocked and on your wrist, which is the same way it works with Macs. But the nice thing about this is it's still using Face ID to do a scan of all the bits of your face that are above the mask, so your eyes and and forehead and things like that, so that, that someone nearby can't just pick up your phone and unlock it you need to be the person holding the phone still because of that it doesn't actually prompt you like the mac does um so when you try to unlock a mac i'm getting so confused here but when you try to unlock a mac with your watch it actually prompts you first before you can unlock it again it's a safety feature this doesn't actually prompt you in any way it just does the the scan of your eyes and things like that so um i've spoken to a couple of devs who are running it they say it is one of the better upgrades they've they've had for 12 months now so they're very very excited and to be honest i can't wait either because Wearing a mask is such a pain when it comes to face ID. Yeah, I have been a little masked less frequently, uh, so it hasn't been quite as much of a problem for me. <laughs> I'm still living under dictator Dan, so I'm I'm masked up all the time. That's all we have time for. Thank you, Tess Bennett, for putting up with me and my sick kids. No worries, Peter. Any time. And thank you, dear listener and listen, listener land. Apparently, we are featured in uh, the Apple Podcast little section again today. So thank you for that. That's that's up to the users who have started to come onto the show. So if you know someone who um, constantly nags you about tech questions, uh, flip them our way, and hopefully uh, we can give you a break for a while. Um, we'll speak to you tomorrow. Have a good one. See ya. <laughs>